Alright guys, welcome back. We're doing another little review after the race in Leo Gang, the World Cup there. Unfortunately for myself, I had a big crash in qualifying. One of those things that the rain came in just... It actually came in right as the rider started to, stop, uh, started to start. So I think 10 guys went down and then the heavens opened up. They actually, they paused qualifying, which kind of don't know if that was... I kind of understand because the winds were quite strong and it was raining, but I think to have 10 guys go and then to actually just stop the racing completely. It's kind of a little bit unfair. Like, I think you should just run it how it is and just let the people go. And the track got a lot worse after they were down. Like, no one else really came close besides Finn. I think he was the closest guy after the rain came. But I think just to stop a race due to weather once it's already started, not the best. Like, they saw the rain coming. I thought they would have just stopped it as soon as they saw it was coming if they knew that the winds were going to be bad. Like, if it was going to be that bad, just pause it start the actual qualifying event once it's actually the rain's passed like they could see the radar they saw it was just coming through quite quickly so i don't know about that one that was a bit yeah i'm not sure who made the call on that but i've never been at a race when they've actually just stopped because of weather after already starting the race so that was a bit tricky i think a lot of people were not really sure how to attack it and how to go me personally i was like all right just be smart be safe get down have a clean run i know a lot of people would be pushing and make mistakes and have big crashes and unfortunately even just kind of not cruising but kind of riding within myself I managed to just hit a slippery rock near the top coming out of a tunnel where you're going probably like 35 40ks and one of those crashes where you're on the ground before you know it like just tucked the front went off landed on gravel and just yeah it was pretty painful to be honest I hit my nuts pretty hard and was in a lot of pain because of that and then obviously the gravel rattle on my side and I've landed on my hand as well and my hand's quite swollen so we're here at Innsbruck for the Crankworks at the moment. I won't be racing. This is day one practice for the downhill today. I'm just going to go up and watch and cheer people on. But having a little rest and hopefully I can hang on by Valdesol. It's not broken. We've got x-rays, but it's just hard to hang on. And Valdesol is definitely not a track where you want to be struggling to hang on. So kind of regroup, have a week of chilling, recovering, and then go there. And we can only see. Like I'll try. I'll gear up and go out and see how it goes. But right now it's definitely... Just, yeah, rest up and get healthy again. I wanted to touch on one thing at Leo Gang, which is kind of becoming a bit more of a trend, I feel like, at World Cup races, which I don't think is the best, but kind of also see the reasoning behind why it's happening. Now, you guys let me know what you think, but when I watched the race, everyone's on the exact same line. Like, it was probably the first race I saw where every single person was riding just the one line the whole way down the track. Now, it's kind of a, how, it, how it works is normally when a venue puts a World Cup track on for the first time, it's all new, it's all fresh. And then once we race it, they advertise to the public that they can come and race or ride the World Cup track. So obviously heaps of people come, they ride the track, it gets more bedded in, holes form, things blow out, so they come back and obviously fix it. And over time, over years, by coming back and fixing it, it turns into a bike park track. All the routes get cut out besides obviously the really big ones. Corners become proper berms and the track actually becomes easier. But when a track becomes easier like that, it also becomes faster. And because when it's faster and there's obviously gravel and hard packed corners and everything like that, the speeds increase by a lot. And also just the fact that we've ridden it for so many years, we come like second run you're pretty much up to race pace like you can do a pretty flat out run at leo gang on your second go and i think that's just becoming a little bit too dangerous 
for riders just because they are pushing that limit and they can push it so quickly. Now, I just wrote up a little thing for Revo Magazine in Australia and I kind of put, when I first started watching World Cups and seeing them, you'd go to somewhere like Mont Saint-Anne, Andorra, all these different places and you'd have kind of the main parts of the track which were always the same but they'd always add new stuff in. You'd always see fresh dirt, fresh corners, new sections, tighter tracks and I think it just reduced speed and risk a lot. I think now we kind of come into a weekend knowing exactly what we're going to get into and by the second or third run we're already up to race pace and the track doesn't change very much. Like for example at Leo Gang in the woods there was a double like a step down into a right-hander. Now, over the course of the weekend, they had a massive rut form where logs were coming out. Now, there was an inside line, but it was slower. Like, it was a lot slower. So, it's it gets dangerous when you're riding a line that is clearly wrecked. Like, when it's those logs and stuff coming out, the rut's massive, but no one's going to the inside line just because it is so much slower. So, you just get this effect where people are just riding a more dangerous line really fast because it is the quickest line. And I noticed when I first got into racing and when I was watching racing, it always seemed like there was so many different line options that once one got blown out, then you'd change. And this was a constant thing that was happening over a weekend where you couldn't actually ride something at the limit straight away because it was always altering and always changing. So you kind of had to adapt as the track changed. And now I find there's no, the track barely changes besides a few holes and everyone just rides that same pace from start to finish. And uh, I just don't think, honestly as well, I just don't think it's that entertaining. Like watching people in Leo gang, it just looked like rinse and repeat. Like even the guy that looked fast compared to the guy that looked slow, there wasn't much difference in it because they were hitting the exact same line. Yes, they were a bit slower, but you can't really notice that much on TV. And like coming off the motorway and jumping into the woods, it was just like the same thing again and again and again. And it, I think it just takes a lot of creativity out of riding because I think a lot of good riders like Sam, like Greg, like G, like all these guys, they were very, like Remy Tyrion's a good one as well very creative with lines and you can see someone that's creative with lines how that can affect their run in a positive way by actually taking these lines that no one else was taking your body's fresher you might cut cut to like an inside which is going to like make the track shorter there's a lot of things that come with taking different lines when you can get them to work and i think it takes out a lot of the speed as well which then obviously makes it safer for us as racers so all around i think the tracks need a just be just be changed up a little bit i was going to say before it's hard for these venues like leo gang like valdesol like andorra because they make the track originally it's pretty open it's pretty fresh and then obviously all the people ride it bed it in this keeps happening over time and as the bike park develops as well more tracks are formed around that original racetrack so they don't get that much leeway either side of where they're racing now because there's a flow track next to them or there's another jump line or there's a farm and there's cows on the on the hill. So a lot of these bike parks are places where you actually can't expand that much now just because they've grown more as a whole. So when we go to Valdesol, that's a good example. We used to go there and every year there'd be a new top section in some way. Like the middle bit would be similar and the bottom would be pretty similar. I'd change it up a little bit, but 
the top would always be pretty much brand new, like not where the jumps are. You do the jumps, a few berms, then you drop in where the old start was. And from that point down, it was always pretty much a new track. Now, over the years, they've put in a flow track, there's a jump trail and all these other things. So they've kind of been a bit limited now because they've put in these other tracks. So they've kind of just stuck to the one track for the last five years, maybe. Now, over time, that's got pretty beat up. Like for the last round last year, it was one of the hardest tracks I think any of us have ever ridden. Like I remember stopping in practice on day one and Luke Bruni just won the world championship in Leger. And I remember stopping in a section and he's just shaking his head and I was kind of the same. I was like, this is, this is insane how beat up this is, how there's no dirt anymore. It's just all root and rock. And it was one of those things like we don't enjoy that. And it, it gets to a point and everyone's like, oh, it's real downhill. And it's just like, it gets to a point where it's just dangerous. It's, there's no proper line choice. It's the one line there's no dirt, you're just bouncing off rocks and to see the world champion at the time look at this and just be like, this is too much, it made me feel better because I was like, okay, I'm not the only one thinking it. But I've heard now that apparently they've filled in a lot of that with dirt, which I also don't believe is the right way to deal with this because then that's the kind of bike park mentality that starts happening. So you put a heap more dirt on, it's okay, Not the holes aren't as big, there's dirt between the rocks, but then you're also just packing dirt into a track that used to be just full of loam, full of fresh dirt, fresh roots, fresh rocks. And now you're kind of turning into this bike park track where, again, it's easier, but that also increases the speed, which makes it more dangerous. So I think with the way it's going as well, all our tracks are getting straightened out. I think that's just along with the technology of the bikes and 29 wheels and whatnot. Everything's kind of getting stretched out and we're taking out a lot of the awkward corners that would actually separate riders more and you'd actually i think the racing i wouldn't say more fair but it would put bigger gaps in the field and i think it would bring that speed down which i think has increased too much so i think that's something moving forward that a lot of the racetracks if not because it's hard as well because red bull or eso whoever they'd go to these places and they obviously want to change things and make things work and then you get the places hosting the events or the bike parks or the trail builders who don't want to alter it that much so you've got this kind of push and pull between the organizers the trail builders and then us as riders trying to kind of figure out a good kind of middle ground so and it's tricky when people like if you go there the week before the world cup there's not a lot you can do really and the funny is the funny thing is as well though there's not much i feel like you should do besides tape a new track which doesn't really take that much work and we'd be really happy but then it also comes back to there's a bike park want it going there and does it affect other trail networks and blah 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 so i think that's a big issue that needs to be kind of tackled is just the speed and the direction that this is going and i know after racing lenza Hyde and then leo gang they're places i've been going for the last 10 years and there's been very little alterations and it's just kind of coming down to one to two lines pretty much everywhere and riding that as fast as humanly possible. And I think that is getting to a point now where it's like, okay, we need more variety. We need different sections. We need sections that are going to, you've got to be, your braking's got to be crucial at the start of this to then carry speed at the bottom, not just let's just jump into this as fast as we can and no brakes and let go of the wheel and put, give, give it to Jesus. So Definitely something to think about. Um, another thing, we're going to talk about who we think is looking good this year and results. So, 
And Andreas Kobe got his fa- first win of the season, well, first win of his career, home soil. Also, Valley Hold, she did the same. It's pretty cool. Like when, I think everyone just feels good when the home hometown hero wins. Like I remember being in Mont Saint last year when Finn won his first World Cup in front of a Canadian home crowd, and it just like it had the exact same feeling as when Stevie won in the rain back in 2013. And I remember watching that. And thinking, and it was just like, it was, even how it played out, like, Laurie crashed in qualifying, so he went down super early and set a time that no one could beat, and looked like he had it won. Same as looking back when G had a crash in qualifying, and he came down super early, and then the rain came, and no one thought it could be beaten. Everyone came close and kept coming close, and it was this massive build-up, and then Stevie obviously came down the rain and was down at all the splits before the last one, and then... I think he pulled a second back in like the last 30 seconds of a track or something and ended up getting the win. And I remember seeing people crying. Like I remember seeing people in the finish area, like grown men just crying because of what they just witnessed and how special that moment was. So when Finn did the same thing, it just like, it was almost like he lit, like it was like Stevie was living again in a way of how like he created that same feeling that he did. And it was, yeah, it was it was amazing. And even you see Laurie talks about it and he's just like, I'm happy Finn won. Like, I'm happy to be a part of this and see someone win in front of the home crowd and, and bring and create that emotion. So I think our sport's really cool like that, that you can get second to a guy in the world and then still be happy just for like the feeling and emotion that it creates. So to see that in Austria and see all the Austrians get a home crowd, hometown win, not just with Andreas, but also with Valley was pretty epic. And, it was by, it wasn't by much. It was pretty tight, and he actually pulled a heap of time back at the bottom, which was good. It was a bit bittersweet. Jackson obviously was riding fast enough to get the win. He had some creative lines, especially down the bottom woods. He did a line that no one else was doing, where he set up and jumped into this kind of left to right, and I reckon he carried probably better speed than anyone through there. That was super creative. I didn't see many other people doing that, and that was one of the few alterations between lines that people were doing. And then, unfortunately for him, he washed the front kind of coming out of the very last left before the long straight, and he obviously lost a lot of momentum and speed for the straight before the tabletop. Now, you could say that if he didn't do that, he would have won, but that's racing. And I hate when people say, oh, if he didn't have this mistake, he would have won. It's like saying if someone went faster, he would have won. Like, he pushed his limit, and that was his limit. Kobe pushed his limit and that was his limit. I hate when people put it down to mistakes or flat tires or all these different things. And it's like, that was his best and that's what he got. And I know in his head, he's like, he knows he can win now. I think he knew he could win before, but I just don't like when people get so caught up on things happening and that being the reason why they didn't win. It's like, it's, it's racing, man. If you're pushing hard, you're possibly going to make mistakes. And that's what he did. But right there in it, and then, obviously, I think Loic this year, I think he's going to be dangerous. He, got, he came away with second. He just seems relaxed. Like, he seems chilled and he seems relaxed. He doesn't seem, honestly, that stressed about World Cup racing at the moment. Just how I see, like, just him on the bike, how he's riding, just chatting to him. He seems relaxed, chilled. He seems like everything's going well. But I know in the past years, I think... Even when he has won an overall, I think there's a lot of noise going on through different things, and I think he just doesn't have that at the moment. I think he's going to be, for sure, the danger man this year. There's going to be a lot of young kids coming up, but also the pressure that comes with that 
they haven't dealt with before. Like you look at Jordan, obviously wins round one, and then he comes out, and I think he got 12th or 13th or something, which is still a great result, but everyone was like, oh, what happened, what happened, or like wondering, and I think you get that leader's jersey. He didn't actually have the number one because the they've changed it, so he had a number 11, which I think is a bit of a cop-out. If you won a World Cup, if you are leading the World Cup overall, give the man a number one. So he didn't get that. And now the fact that Armory's out for the year with a broken bone in his neck, there's not going to be a number one at World Cups all year, which I think isn't the best. I think if you're number one, be number one. I think, yeah, you've worked this hard, you've done it. Like imagine rocking up to the second round, you've got yellow plate, number one on it, leader's jersey, like you are the man and you will use that energy to do better. If you, in the, you might think it's bullshit, but having the number 11 just doesn't feel the same way, even though you know deep down that you are number one. So I thought that was a bit of a cop out, but you can tell there was no real pressure coming into Lenzerheide and he obviously dealt with that really well. And then coming into Leo Gang, having the leader's jersey, I think definitely changed the mindset going in. And he still did really well. But that's something that that I think the junior riders are going to maybe struggle with a bit this year to come into the big leagues and then hang with the top guys. Like I think Jordan and Jackson are going to do it really well. But also you haven't seen them in that situation of like qualifying first or qualifying in the semis first or being the guy. And I just know put Loic in that situation any day of the week and he will perform. So I think that's where he's going to have a big advantage getting later on in the season when the points start to like work themselves out. I think if Loic gets put in that situation of being like qualifying first or he needs to get a result towards the end over an up and coming rider, I think he'll prevail. So that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Obviously, Andreas is just on fire at the moment, even coming off last year. He's just, it was funny, I sent him a message because he keeps doing bar humps and he keeps putting up photos doing bar humps. And I remember when I was riding really well and having fun, I was doing that. And it's like a small little thing, but it says a lot. Like if you're riding and having fun and just messing around doing that, it translates into your racing. And I can definitely see he's just having a lot of fun out there. Like he's riding with Charlie all the time. They're always doing laps together. Like you're with your buddies, you're having fun. It's enjoyable. You want to be there. The results are coming and you just use that momentum to build. So he's going to be a danger man as well throughout the year. There's there's too many, like this year, there's so many. Like the field is so stacked. Like even like a top 30 now is what a top 20 was a couple of years ago. Like the field is that packed and the times are that tight. Like I think there was like seven or eight people in the same second just outside of the top 10. Like there's barely any wriggle room to like drop back or make a mistake or just do anything bad. So it's going to be an interesting season. It's interesting as well how the semis are affecting it. Like I know a lot of races will get it, have a good semi and then won't really back it up as much in the finals. Now, I think just mentally and physically, the exhaustion of throwing everything at that semi-finals run may affect your finals run. And I'm seeing that with guys that seem to do the semi really well and then plateau off a bit for the finals. And I don't know if they're just dumping too much, like having too much of a mental exertion or physical exertion in that semi to then not be able to back it up, or they're just trying to work out how to play it. It's a bit more of a game of chess now, just the, the actual strain you put on your body and your mind having to 
push hard enough to get into the final, but not push too hard that you can't push properly for the final. So I think that's going to be a big story this year of people doing well in semis and then kind of falling a bit short in finals. That's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, but that's definitely thrown a bit of a spanner in the works that I don't think a lot of people thought it was going to be as taxing as as it is, but mentally throwing down a proper World Cup pace race run or semifinals run does take a toll on your mind and your body. So I think a lot of people are going to have to kind of step back maybe and kind of look at, okay, how hard do I push and really work that out and will that get me into quality but not overdo it and what are the points worth and blah, blah, blah. So I think that's going to be an interesting takeaway as well. Now, we're going to Valdesol coming weekend and I've got my money. I think Benoit Coulange, I always talk about this, but I think he's going to throw down. I think he's going to be one of the top guys, if not the top guy. Again, Luke's going to be fast. I still got to think, I think Danny. Danny's been not the best results, but I'd like, I'm just waiting for him to kind of make it click. Like he seems to do this where he'll go like a snowshoe when he won at the last round or even, when did he do? I think last year he got a second at a Leo gang. Like he seems to like be thereabouts and then he'll just throw down a run and then kind of start clicking again. So for some reason I just got... Got Danny on there, but obviously the young kids, young kids, Jordan, Jackson, Tebow Deprello, I think is going to throw down as well. There's going to be, yeah, it's super exciting to watch just how many top guys there are and how the level just keeps getting lifted and lifted. I hope the track is more natural than it has been in the past. I hope they actually do put in proper work to it and also hope I can ride. <laughs> it would be nice. So leave in the comments who you guys think we should look out for in the coming future, if not at Valdesol. And let me know what you guys think about all the changes with ESO, ESO, sorry, not ISO. Because I'm seeing a lot of hate with the commentary and everything. I personally, I haven't really watched it. I've seen highlights from it, but I haven't actually watched it start to finish. Obviously, I'm there live, so I'm getting a different experience. I feel like some people are a little bit harsh to jump on the bandwagon because they just don't like the change. There is some stuff that needs working on. I think the commentating... That It's just hard, man. Like, if you're going into something, it's a bit of a dance with who gets to say what and whether you're analyzing or you're just active building hype. So, it's like the two guys, Cedric and Rick, obviously are new working together and that takes time to build a relationship and who kind of when to go and when to step back. So, that's obviously going to take a bit of work. There seems to be a few camera angles that I don't really get. Like, there was a drone shot at Leo gang where it just looked you couldn't see anything and I'm just like I get what you're trying to do but it's just not the one but but besides that everything else seemed like it run really smoothly and seems to be going in the right direction there's just a few kinks they need to get out but I'm sure that's something that they're all working to get out like even from from Lenza Hyde to Leo gang there was a lot of positive changes so I think if it keeps going forward in that direction where they keep building or like improving that much each race. By the end of the season, we should have a pretty polished pro- uh, polished product. So, yeah, I think looking forward, it should be good. There's just a few things that need to buff out and get better. But on the whole, I think, yeah, go in the right direction. Just need to like wait a little bit and it should be good. But yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know who you think is going fast, who you want to see up there, and just anything else. Cheers, guys. <laughs>